I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, H-A-W-G sports.com. Wow, what a weekend we had in Razorback sports. And so much going on, especially without having an actual football game. And we're going to talk about all that recruiting stuff with Danny West. Of course, the bowl matchup with Penn State in the Outback. And we got a few other things to talk about as well. All that and more on Hog Sports Live. want to remind you, of course, there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can always tune in on Facebook Live. Be sure to subscribe to the page on Facebook and uh, let other people know about it. Also available on YouTube. Subscribe to that channel. Hit the notifications bell so you're notified anytime we upload new videos. And, uh, yeah, let other people know about that one as well. Also available on Apple Podcasts. Be sure to throw us that five-star review if you haven't done so already. We've got some really creative uh, reviews. Maybe we'll get to some of those at the end of the show. Also available on Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you can pick up to find your favorite podcast. Hogsports is just $1 right now for your first month. And you can also sign up for free breaking news text alerts and our daily newsletter. Also, just go to hawgsports.com. You'll see it at the right upper right-hand side of the page. Okay. Man, there's a lot to get to. So, obviously, first off, Arkansas has been selected to play in the Outback Bowl against the Penn State Nittany Lions. Arkansas has never played Penn State before. First ever matchup. Arkansas doesn't have the best record against uh, Big Ten teams. Haven't played them a whole lot of times. They're just two and eight all time versus Big Ten. James Franklin and Penn State seven and five overall, four and five in Big Ten play, fourth in the East Division. They rattled off five straight wins to start the to start the season, including a season opening victory over Wisconsin, twenty eight twenty, and a home win over Auburn in Week Three. Don't put up a whole lot of points, 26.25 points per game. That's number 81 nationally. Pretty stout defense, 16.7 points, 16.6 points per game, number seven nationally. So I'll let you guys read up on that. I'm not just going to go through everything and read off a bunch of numbers. I don't think that's why you guys are here. You can obviously look that up. Curtis Wilkerson has a really great article on Hog Sports called Know the Foe, Hogs to Face Penn State in the Outback Bowl. So go to hogsports.com and you can read all that breakdown on everything. But uh, I don't hate this matchup. Uh, I love that Arkansas is going to Tampa. If you tried to get plane tickets to Tampa last night, you know it was probably pretty brutal. I was looking and I saw uh, it was like $288 to fly out of Tulsa direct on Breeze. And then I looked on there later and it was like 524 And the Allegiant flight – that went out the window very early. That was like 400 something dollars to fly to Tampa. I'm going to be there the whole week. I'm going to go down the 27th, uh, come back the 3rd. But um, Because you got to come back the 3rd. Otherwise, it's like a 21-hour flight back. So you have to come back a d- two days after the bowl game. But uh, the Allegiant flight, when I, I was looking at it, and then I was like, I left and I came back and started booking it. And it was like, oops, something went wrong. And then the return flight's gone. I can't fly back from Tampa on the 3rd. I had to wait till the 7th to do that on Allegiant. So, ended up having to fly out of Tulsa. So, not my favorite thing in the world, but um, whatever. <laughs> so, Arkansas is going to go down there on the 26th. Penn State will too. They've got some things planned out. This is a nice bowl game. Now, these these nicer bowl games, you can always tell, you you know, you go a little bit longer. It's been since the Belk Bowl since I've been to a bowl game. And we were there for, you know, I want to say like four days or so before uh, everything started. I remember the Texas Bowl. It was probably like the 29th. I think I left Christmas Day for the Texas Bowl. So a shorter period uh, for some of these bowls. These, these bowls that are a little bit more prestigious like the Outback tend to be like, you know, a full week, um, you know, there, six, five, six days at least. And then, you know, you got your media hospitality rooms and they they do all those kind of nice things for the media. So I haven't been to the Outback Bowl, obviously. I'm sure you probably haven't either. So looking forward to it. Won't be long. Arkansas will get back to work on Friday. 
They'll do some hitting with the young guys. They'll do some scrimmaging for the, with the young guys. These first several practices, they get 15 practices. That's what's so valuable about a bowl game and miss, versus missing out on bowl game. 15 practices, really to work with the young guys because in a large sense, the young players, aside from like a bye week and stuff, they're not like learning Arkansas stuff. They're learning LSU. They're learning Alabama, Missouri. They're learning how to be those teams for scout team work. So they don't get a whole lot of opportunities to like, you know, learn like all the fundamentals, like all the things that you would normally be learning while you're on the scout team. You have a different job. So this is a great opportunity for them uh, to really start preparing for next year and get some looks for next year for some of these young guys who might start factoring in. Um, the and, and you're not really going to start on preparation for uh, Penn State until probably like the 20th, I think Sam Pittman said, because you don't want to over-prepare. You don't want to do too much. People always say there's there's too much you can do. You know, you over-prepare teams, you start getting mundane and boring. So they'll push that off a little bit probably to about the 20th before they start really focusing in on Penn State. And that's just the way you do it. Arkansas finishes 21st in the final college football playoff rankings. Good finish. I think a lot of us were hoping, thinking maybe they had a chance to get into the top 20, but here's the deal. If they lose the Outback Bowl, then they're probably going to finish outside the top 25. If they win, then they're going to finish in the teens. Do you like the college football playoff rankings? Do you agree with how things shook out? That's another big thing, not related to Arkansas on the on the on the big games, but uh, I mean Alabama number one. I don't know that you can argue that. Maybe you can say uh, Michigan deserved to be number one, but Michigan really hasn't been there, and Alabama has year after year. I mean Alabama did something to Georgia that they have not experienced all year. This was supposed to be like a once in a lifetime type of defense that Georgia had, and. Uh, Alabama, I mean, hammered them. Alabama was an underdog for like the first time in like 93 games. Bryce Young was outstanding. Michigan at two. I believe Michigan deserves to be there. They they beat Ohio State. They, they have one loss to, you know, a good Michigan State team. Georgia at three. Georgia definitely belongs to be in there, uh, deserves to be in there. They definitely deserve it because – I mean, what they've done throughout the regular season, and they lost to Alabama. Now, at the same time, I think you can make an argument that maybe you should have to win your conference championship game, but at the same time, the SEC is a notch above everybody. So in most cases, yeah, but not the SEC. The SEC can get two in. Cincinnati at four. I'm glad to see Cincinnati at four playing Alabama. This is your time, group of five. Put up or shut up. You're playing Alabama, the number one ranked team in the country. You got your shot. Let's see how you do. If you do terrible, then you're going to end up like Notre Dame, who's five. Notre Dame missed out. And the reason Notre Dame, Notre Dame at 11-1, and one, who would have ever imagined an 11-1 and one Notre Dame team, even without a head coach returning? I mean, they, they you know promoted from within and all that stuff. But even without that, Notre Dame is always in the college football playoff if they're 11-1. and one. They're always going to be. They didn't really deserve to be last year. But you know why they're not in this year? Because they lose in these games by like 28 points a game. They get hammered year after year. So they've developed a reputation. So Cincinnati gets one shot for the group of five to develop a reputation that they deserve to be in these types of games. One shot, representing everybody, representing the UCFs of the past, everybody. And Cincinnati's been knocking at the door for some time. So, Arkansas, by the way, plays Cincinnati first game next year for a three-peat of the toughest schedule in college football. And, like, as we look at these, like, okay, you can make the case for Notre Dame, but, again, Notre Dame's wet the bed so many times in, in the college football playoffs and these types of games that it's hard to say that they, you know, should be in. But do we need 12 teams or do we need four teams? I mean, these four that I just mentioned, and then you start talking Notre Dame. So Ohio State, 10-2 and two deserve to be in there. 11-2 and two Baylor, 10-2 and two Ole Miss, 11-2 and two Oklahoma State, 10-2 and two Michigan State, 10-3 and three Utah, 10-2 and uh, 10 Pitt. BYU's 13th, by the way, which Arkansas plays next year at their place. Cincinnati and BYU, two of the non-conference games. 
Just let that sink in a little bit. So, I think they got it right with the four teams. Even though I don't totally agree with Cincinnati. But, given the circumstance, I want to see them in there. Let's see how they do. Let's see how they do against Alabama. How they represent. Can they win the national championship? Wow. I love this matchup in the Outback Bowl. I think some people were holding out for Citrus. There was some talk about Gator Bowl, but Penn State, Outback Bowl, Tampa. I mean, eight and four season, that's 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 a good spot for Arkansas, I think. All right. So Sam Pittman was on yesterday. We had a Zoom with him. Uh, talks a little bit about bowl prep, some injury updates. Good news, Dominic Johnson's fine. Malik Chavis is fine. I believe Malik Chavis had a concussion. That's why he missed the last game. But he's fine, and, and I kind of went over a little bit about the plan. You know, they won't practice until Friday. That'll be like a Tuesday type of practice, Friday, Saturday. Um, it's when they'll they'll pick back up. Stuff's going on so much in recruiting right now, and we'll get to Danny West here in just a little bit. But recruiting is, I mean, it's important. And there's some big news, obviously. I mean, Jaden Hazelwood. I don't want to. I don't want to just jump into it. But Jaden Hazelwood committed, and and all that stuff. We're going to get to all that, and we're going to get to Stanley and Bouquet, 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 Bouquet. We'll get the product. It's an MB. It's one of those MB last names, but. Um, with Terrence Welch. I mean, there's Gentry Williams. We'll get to all of it. I don't want to, I don't want to get ahead of myself because we're, we're on this topic right now. So I asked Sam Pittman about this too because it's such a unique deal with so many players seeking advice from the NFL. You know, um, you have nine seniors who have the option of coming back next year. Okay. And you have a few other guys that, you know, you're keeping an eye on. You're keeping an eye on Traylon Burks, who's a third year, you know, junior. Uh, Jalen Catalan, who's a third year sophomore. And Ricky Stromberg, who's a third year junior. Okay. Those are three guys that are underclassmen that have, have you know, would have an opportunity to get drafted. So where do things stand right there? Uh, there are some people that talk like Traylon Burks could potentially come back. If he doesn't like being bottom of the first round, second round type of situation, you know, I think that Traylon Burks would probably go to the combine and remove any doubt. I think that's probably what would happen, whether you have him bot- – I see him mostly in the second half of the first round right now. I think he would remove any doubt. Jalen Catalan, I've heard more and more talk that he might be coming back. More and more talk that he might be coming back. Um, you know, Catalan – had a fantastic freshman season, but got injured last year, a couple injuries. And, you know, as his stock dropped a little bit. Let's see what he does maybe with a full healthy season. But Catalan's just a redshirt sophomore, so it's not like he's, you know, played a whole lot of football for Arkansas, even though he's been here for three years. And then Stromberg, who started for three years for him. You know, so those are all guys to definitely keep an eye on. And then you've got, you know, Bumper Pool. John Ridgeway, Monteric Brown, those are probably the seniors that could come back that have a chance to get drafted. You know, you look at Bumper, he's top 10 nationally in tackles, 120 tackles. Ridgeway, his statistics aren't really measurable statistically, if that makes sense. His 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 numbers are more like double teams he's taken on, you know, keeping those linebackers clean, all that stuff. But 6'6", 320, can move the way he can. And then Monteric Brown just tied for second nationally in interceptions. Had a great season. And then there's also Joe Fouché. You know, Kendall Catalan is another interesting thing to watch because there was 29 guys who are moving on. 29 guys who are moving on or are seniors. Okay, I should say that. 29 guys – who were represented against Missouri on senior day. And Kendall Catalan wasn't one of them, okay? It's not like he's played a lot of football for him, but he is the brother of Jalen Catalan. So that's something interesting to watch. Do they want one more year together? Because this is a year where the 85 counts, okay? You don't get to have a surplus up past the 85 depending on seniors who come back. It's, it's capped at 85, so it's not like everybody come on back. You know, you have to, you have to be like – so, and Kendall Catalan obviously contributes in several ways to the team. But on game days, you know, not as much. So, that's something to watch. 
Same with, uh, you know, Dalton Wagner also didn't walk on or stand. I didn't really walk, but stand on senior day, get recognized, I should say. But Dalton Wagner didn't, and he we know he's coming back. All right? So that also leaves Joe Fouché, Traylon Smith. That's an interesting one. Shane Clennon, who I believe is moving on. Jordan Silver. I've also heard Jordan Silver is moving on. The thing with Jordan Silver, he's a scholarship deep snapper, and Arkansas is also bringing in a scholarship deep snapper in Eli Stein. So you're going to have two scholarship deep snappers on the roster? That's something to figure out. So where things stand there. Interesting things to follow. I mean, it, it was a pretty fun weekend for not having an actual game. All right. We're going to get to Danny because Danny's going to – I know all y'all been wanting to talk about Jaden Hazelwood and all the recruits who came in. Danny's feeling a little bit under the weather. So we'll see how he sounds. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Sounds terrible. I'm going to cut him off. Hey, Trey. Oh, you sound okay, Danny. I said I was telling everybody if you sound terrible, I'm just going to cut you. Yeah. <laughs> Feeling we'll, a little uh, under the weather. We'll hope power through it. Yeah, I hope you're doing okay, man. And uh, I know that's that's rough to deal with around the house when it's going around, um, especially with so much going on this weekend. I mean, what a wild weekend with Arkansas's bowl game uh, destination announced, with recruiting visitors coming in. I mean, I wanted to start, obviously, with Jaden Hazelwood. For those of you who aren't familiar with Jaden Hazelwood, uh, played at Oklahoma last year. It had 39 catches, 399 yards, six touchdowns. Obviously, they had a lot of quarterback issues uh, at Oklahoma. Um, was injured uh, most of his sophomore year, had, an, had, a, had a good freshman year. He's the former number one ranked player in the entire country. Excuse me, number one wide, wide receiver in the entire country. Number four player overall in the entire country. Number one in Georgia, number 133, all-time highest ranked recruit. Former player under Jimmy Smith, who is now Arkansas's running back coach. There's obviously the connection there. But, um, wow, what a big tra- – I mean, this is the biggest transfer get for Arkansas since Ryan Mallett. I agree. I totally agree. I think from a perception standpoint alone, you know, it tells a lot of people around college football that, you know, this is not just a flash in the pan over here. You mm-hmm. know, what they've what they've built and what they're trying to – keep building uh people are taking them serious now and i think you have to give a lot of credit to Traylon burks and the year he's had you know i'm not sure the wide receiver spot at arkansas is as attractive without Traylon burks doing what he did this year so i think there's a lot to that uh but can't really say we're too surprised can we i mean it happened really quickly last week as soon as he hit the portal Mm -hmm. you know i i was like everybody else man i said hey that kid's going out west uh, you know, him and uh, Rattler probably going somewhere together. It wouldn't shock me if they go to USC together, right? Right. And then I had one person in particular, and I, I'll reveal all of this when we pull back the curtain on the uh, post-National Signing Day chat next Wednesday, the 15th. But I had one person in particular tell me, hey, this thing's about to happen 
for Arkansas, so you need to get on it. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, I don't know about that. And then you start piecing it together, Trey, with Jimmy Smith. And, you know, I guess it's not too terribly difficult to believe Arkansas does have a, a great need at mm-hmm. wide receiver, not only losing Burks, but Tyson Morris, Davion Warren. Shoot, you even lose uh, Blake Kern. That's four of your top five current pass catchers right there so uh yeah we probably shouldn't be too surprised when you add all of that together especially mm-hmm. the jimmy jimmy smith factor i think that went a long way danny west joining us from hogsports.com razorback insider and recruiting analyst at danny west 247 on twitter if you're not following him and uh he mentioned the post national signing day chat it yeah. is people it's a dollar a month right now Okay, it's $1. You can get in for this whole month of December recruiting for $1. And the post-signing day chat is worth an annual subscription, which is, what is it, and about $100 or something? Actually, it's 30% off if you want to go annual right now, 30% off for an annual subscription. And it is worth that alone just to join in on all the behind-the-scenes stuff that happened uh, through recruiting this past calendar year. So, And Arkansas off to a good start next year also. But, man, Danny, when you look at this class, I mean – Right now, right now, you've got uh, Samuel Bakke. Is that right? Bakke, yep. It's yeah, M-B-A-K. we confirmed that over the weekend. Yeah, Bakke, 6'3", 205. He's considering Ole Miss, Georgia, uh, Florida. And uh, there's crystal ball from Steve Wilfong in, uh, for Arkansas right now. Oh, that's good. Uh, yeah, I think Arkansas is sitting in a really good spot as well. Uh, significant change there with Sam as he's – now planning to announce on December 15th as mm-hmm. opposed to waiting to the um, uh, the All-American game yeah. uh, now on January 8th. So he's moved that up a little bit. You can make of that whatever you will. But uh, I We think need a little drama, really Danny. That's right. Yeah. We need a little yeah. drama for signing day. Go ahead. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's a lock, you know, but he'll definitely have people's attention. I mean, just from the four-star mm-hmm. status alone, you know, people, they seem to really care about those quite a bit. So that'll give you potentially something to look forward to on National Signing Day next week. And, hey, that could go a long way in helping your, your final ranking, too. Yeah. As, as you well know, I think you had a really good story about it last week. But mm-hmm. some of the, the possibilities still out there for him. Right now, when you think about uh, Bakke and – uh, LaTerrence Welch, a current LSU four-star commitment out of Louisiana, who was up here this weekend. He's going to make a final decision next Wednesday, so uh, should be uh, should be interesting to watch that one too. Danny, you like when a guy is committed to a school and then he has an announcement that on a final decision, you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I, that I sounds good that one, for LSU. But, you know, I, I can't call it. I, I really can't because the history I mean, of it. The history, the, the the statistics of pulling a guy out of Louisiana that LSU wants, yeah. not great. Not great for not only Arkansas, but much of anybody. I mean, it takes like an Alabama, you know, Florida mm-hmm. has gone in there a few times, but few and far between. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's a lot, but I do think there's a much better chance coming out of this visit over the weekend than I would have ever given it last week going into the visit. So, well, Terrence Welch could be one to keep an eye on. So, just backtrack a little bit on Samuel Samuel Bakke. He is the number 294 ranked overall prospect in the entire country, number 46 wide receiver, four-star prospect, number 27 in the state of Georgia. <laughs> Uh, if you added him to the class calculator, which is one of my favorite features because you can just sit there and experiment. Like, Because 24-7 Sports uses the composite ranking. They use a bell curve, so it, it makes the highest-ranked recruits more valuable than the lowest-ranked recruits, which is how it should be. And right. if you add him in there, you know, it bumps some other guys down, but it, it doesn't move Arkansas up in the rankings. They're 18th, so it doesn't move in the rankings. But if you add LaTerrence Welch, if you add him to the mix, and LaTerrence Welch is, let me bring him up real quick, uh, number 113th ranked player in the entire country, number 16 cornerback, number nine in Louisiana. If you add him into the mix for Arkansas's recruiting ranking, it moves them all the way up to, I mean, like super high, like 13th or somewhere. In yeah. There. yeah, 13th nationally. They're already 13th on the 24-7 sports ranking. Which, for those of you who aren't familiar, 24-7 Sports does its own individual ranking. Arkansas is 13th nationally in recruiting on that. Okay, They also do the composite where they can you know, 
ESPN, Rivals, 24-7 Sports, and they combine them all into one ranking. And Arkansas is 18th on that. ESPN brings them down a lot because they're like 12th on Rivals and 13th right. on 24-7. So ESPN does probably the worst job out of all of them, and it's, it's hurting Arkansas's composite score. But if they were to get those two guys, then that boosts them up to 13th, fourth in the SEC on the composite ranking. I mean, that's – Arkansas has never been that high. so And that's if nothing else changes. There's still plenty of recruiting left to go. But right now, Arkansas sits at 18th. They're behind Oklahoma, Kentucky, LSU, Michigan, Missouri. Missouri's 13th right now. They would jump over Missouri for that 13th spot. Well, you know, this is all about two things, Trey, uh, that haven't happened in a long time. You know, you Mm -hmm. think about the best finish Arkansas has ever had was 18th. That came in 2004, long, long time ago. I mean, it was uh, Coach Nutt, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, 2004. So you haven't finished in the top 20 since 2009. Mm -hmm. Uh, Those are two more records. Sam Pittman's done a really good job of breaking a lot of records. Those are two more that need to fall if they can pull it off. Now, I'm not going to tell you. I I can't sit here and tell you they're definitely going to get those two and they're going to finish 13th and all these good things. But I do think – the uh, the chances, if you were to luck up on either one of those, possibly both, the chances of at least breaking that top twenty streak are probably pretty good for you, and that's a that's a giant step. Uh, hey, there's a big difference between signing the twenty fourth class in the country and signing like eighteenth, nineteenth, right? Yeah. From a perception standpoint, I've always felt that. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Getting inside that top twenty is a is a big deal. And there's another guy who came in for an unofficial. I mean, you had. Those aren't the only visitors. I mean, you can go over the visitors and stuff. But Gentry Williams also came in for an unofficial. What do you think Arkansas's chances are there? For those who don't know, he is um, he's a four-star prospect, ranked number 67 nationally. At uh, his his teammate is uh, Kewan Parker, who's a 2021 commitment uh, at Arkansas cornerback. Uh, but he's been committed to Oklahoma, and Arkansas has been trying. But do they have a a chance of possibly flipping him? I think this time of year we pride ourselves on being honest with the people that pay us to do so, right? Right. I'm gonna be honest with you here, Trey. I don't I don't see it happening, buddy. I mean he's been committed to OU for a few months now. He did make the time with his family to come over here on Saturday and sit with the uh the staff for a little bit and that's that's a positive sign. But I think for an Oklahoma kid, especially when one day later they bring in a guy like uh, Venables mm-hmm. to be the head coach and still a lot of moving parts as far as coordinators out there. I think he's, if I had to pick right now, I bet he ends up, you know, just talking with people on that side of it. I would bet he ends up sticking with the Sooners, just to be honest. Yeah. I, based on what you've been writing, that, that sounds about right. So yeah. Uh, again, everybody who's not following Danny, you can follow him at Danny West 247 He's a great follower, especially this time of year for recruiting information and provides so much more stuff uh, with his insider information for the Razorbacks. So, Danny, you, there are some other visitors, right, this weekend? Um, yeah. But yeah, obviously we don't want to skip committed. over those yeah. guys. Let's mention yeah. uh, Marion Harris, obviously four-star offensive lineman out of Joe T. Robinson. Uh, he came up on Saturday. Um I think he ended up leaving out yesterday despite the, uh, the late arrival. But uh, James Joyner, obviously, he was on campus. He's going to take every chance he can get to help Arkansas recruit. And he actually told me uh, yesterday uh, morning, he said, hey, Arkansas is about to get some early Christmas presents here or something to that effect. <laughs> uh-huh. I said, all right, I'm going to hold you to that, James. And he followed up with me after the Hazelwood commitment. He said, I told you. <laughs> I said, all right, James, you called it, man. So shout out to James. Uh, both of those guys had a really good visit, as expected. Uh, Arkansas staff, obviously, as soon as they wrapped up yesterday with all the bowl stuff going on, still had to get out on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would saw, I would say it was a really good visit weekend for Sam Carter in particular, but uh, as soon as those guys get out of here, he hits the road, and I think he was flying to Memphis. Yeah. Um, uh, but can't can't be sure there. But I know he got back out on the road. Coach Pittman went and uh, made the long trip across town to check out Isaiah Satania. And then uh, I think last night they were in Texas. Coach Scherer, Coach Odom, and Coach Pitt went to see Jordan Crook, at, uh, the Duncanville linebacker commitment. So mm-hmm. going to be much of the same throughout this week. Going to be doing a lot of in-home visits. Wrap it up towards the end of the week. You got bowl practice starting, as I'm sure you've talked about. And then next week, it's it's almost here. Next Wednesday ought to yeah. be a good one. Are there any more visitors expected to come up? Uh, Isaiah, 
still yeah. has to do his official. I would imagine they'll probably do some uh, PWOs, preferred walk-ons, yeah. at some point soon. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, I think you get 56, 56 officials that is the you number. can use. Yeah. I mean, so why not use some of those? If you've got a, a few walk-ons out there that you feel strongly about, go ahead and roll the red carpet out for them. And, uh, I would imagine they're going to use some of those. But, mm. yeah, I think that's pretty much uh, winding down unless there's a surprise or two later in the week, which is always possible with Sam Pittman. Mm. I never put anything past him, so could be another busy one. Who knows? And we want to mention this also because it's been a little bit since we've done the show, but Patrick Kudis, uh, 66303, offensive lineman from Christian Brothers in Memphis, was recently bumped up to a four-star on 24-7 sports, number 216-ranked player nationally, and also um, – one other, Manny Powell, uh, linebacker out of Fayetteville, transfer out of the state of Ohio. Uh, it was bumped up to four-star status also, number 37th ranked linebacker, number three overall prospect in Arkansas. But neither of those are composite four-stars because um, their rankings are lower on the other services. But uh, sure. a huge move for Patrick Kudis, who's – I mean, he's listed anywhere from 275 to 265, but we know that he's – that's and 6'5", and but he's 6'6", 303. That's, that's a verified height. And wait. That's verified. Very recent height. Uh, you know, I think those guys always try to get the latest measurables when mm-hmm. they get on campus, and he was up here recently, so I feel good about that that being true. But uh, you mentioned a couple of guys getting a bump there. It could be a couple more. You know, you think about Jordan Crook, as we just mentioned, the linebacker out of Duncanville. Right. Really, really good senior year, as well as Rashad DeBinion. Uh, down in Georgia, I think they wrapped up another state championship the other night, and he mm-hmm. had an incredible senior year so i'm not saying both of those guys are going to a four star but any little bit of positive mm-hmm. movement helps you at this point i mean if it's worth a half a point here and there you take it because right in the end as you know that half a point could move you up from number 16 to 15 or yeah. you know 21st to 20 whatever the case may be well if they were to get you know welch and bake and you know have a yeah, couple have guys bump it. We'll have a couple of guys bump here. They, that might be enough to move them up to twelfth over Florida State. I mean, they're they're not they wouldn't be far behind Florida State, you know, with yeah. just those guys. But I mean, it's like a percentage point behind Florida State, so you could even move the top twelve. This is just like a perfect scenario, which never seems to happen, right, Danny? The perfect scenario that sounds like a lot. That yeah, sounds, sounds like a lot would have to go in Arkansas's way. Hey, I'll tell you what else, Danny, I like about this recruiting class. We've got a, also a feature on 24-7 Sports you can click on, and it's called the Decommitment tab. And if you look at that, and you're used to covering some decommitments every single year. I mean, sometimes as many as a dozen, you know. Yeah. Um, but there's not any for Arkansas. No player who committed to Arkansas decommitted from Arkansas. And the same is true last year if you look at it. Aside from, oh, there's one player, the um, – Oh, the tight end, quarterback turned well, tight end. I'm well, Landon. On Landon Rogers decommitted briefly decommitted, and then back. recommitted. So that kind of doesn't count, but he's listed on the uh, on the decommiss. He's the only blemish on Sam Pittman's head coaching record as a player who decommitted from him. Pretty wild. And over the weekend, he's hosting James Joyner, him and Aaron Outley. They, I think they let James pick who he wanted to be his host, and he said, why not go with my two brothers here? Yeah. You know, I played with these guys at Parkview. So Absolutely. that worked out. All right, man. Well, Danny, I hope you get to feeling better, and I appreciate yeah, you jumping on with us. There's too much to cover to let you go today. <laughs> yeah, I know it. I know it. All right, brother. All right, buddy. All right. We'll thanks. see you. All right, everybody. That's Danny West. Again, you can follow Danny at Danny West 247 And if you want to read most of his content, it is VIP, so you would need a VIP subscription uh, to, to uh, read Danny West's information. Okay. Where are we going next? Sam Pittman changed agents. I'd heard about this last week. I was working to confirm it through another source. I, I like to get two sources. I wasn't able to do it. But uh, Tom Murphy from the Democrat Gazette uh, first reported this, that Pittman changes agents to Jimmy Sexton. And one of the reasons that he's doing it, you know, and people don't realize this also. And first of all, everybody, you know, everybody hates Jimmy Sexton, right? I, I would love to have Jimmy Sexton as my agent. He does a great job. But, uh, he's probably heard Arkansas a few times here and there. But, um, you know, I, I think it's important, and Sam Pittman made a good point that, you know, you hire representatives like that so, you know, they can take care of that business side of things and you can keep relationships, you know, a certain way. And that's, you know, like um, Kyle Parkinson does a great job in media relations. So I don't mean Kyle Parkinson, but in a lot of cases, your, you know, sports information director, you know, is kind of pushy and, you know, 
this is how it is. And I've dealt with sports information directors who are like that before. You know, like with Bobby Petrino, the sports information director, you know, during that time were just, you know, just overbearing and hard to deal with, made everything difficult, like on purpose. Um, but Bobby Petrino was an angel. Like people ask me how my interaction with Bobby Petrino was. He was always nice to me. He was always accommodating. He walked through the door right on time. I love that. He was punctual. But uh, his sports information directors were different. And that's maybe so Bobby Petrino didn't have to be like that. Um, same way with agents. You know, your agent takes care of all that kind of stuff. And, you know, there's certain things that I'm sure that Pittman wants to make sure that he gets his I's and T's and all that kind of stuff done properly and uh you know it comes down to you know his assistant coaches the structure of his salary how it's you know how his contract is laid out and stuff and you know this is your this is his second biggest contract that he'll ever sign you know his first obviously getting the head coaching job at Arkansas uh, but this is his opportunity to get paid and people always you know talk about you know so-and-so needs a raise or why are we giving him a raise and again two years in if you're not keeping the coach, then you fire him. If you are keeping him, then he gets a raise and extension. That's just how it is. It's not It's not like whether or not they deserve a raise or not. But if you're keeping him, they get an extension and a raise. And Pittman definitely deserves that. You know, he came in for pretty bottom barrel money. If you, I mean, if you, if you want to break it down and you look at, like, where things stand, he is, like, 10th or something. Bottom – him and Shane Beamer, you know, are – Let's see. Okay, he's he's twelfth. He's fifty fourth nationally at the University of Arkansas. Okay, so he's at this is last year two thousand nine hundred twenty five dollars. Compare that to Nick Saban, who's at nine thousand five hundred. Ed Orgeron was at nine. She made nine thousand nine million five hundred. He's not making nine thousand five hundred dollars. Nine million five hundred. Let's just say this: nine point five million. Ed Orgeron's at nine. Uh, or was Dan Mullen is at 7.6 was Jimbo Fisher 7.5 Kirby Smart 7.1 Stoops at Kentucky 7 or 5.2 Brian Harson at 5 this is about the, the area where you start thinking maybe Sam Pittman Mike Leach at 5 Lane Kiffin at 4.8 Josh Heupel at Tennessee at 4 Eli Drinkwitz at 4 Pittman at 2.9 Shane Beamer at 2.75 and Clark Lee at Vanderbilt unreported because they're private. So you're kind of thinking, okay, you know, there's a there's a group down here. Shane Beamer and Sam Pittman weren't head coaches before. So you can understand, you know, an entry level three million type of dollar, you know, three million type of salary. Um, Drinkwitz was a one year head coach. You know, Hypo had been a head coach for a few years. Obviously, Kiffin has a background, Leach. So, you know, there's some some like that, but um kind of think, you know, four and a half, five. Something like that would be, seems like fair market value for Shane uh, for Sam Pittman, and you know he should. He's not going to break the bank at Arkansas, but he's going to get what he deserves, and he deserves to get that. I mean, he's what he's done at Arkansas. When you look at not just you know the wins and losses on the field, which is you know eight wins, that's that's good. That's that's maybe not where Arkansas ultimately wants to be, but that's a hell of a year, especially when you consider it's the best year in a decade. I mean. And what they've done in recruiting, you look at this year's recruiting class, pretty solid. Um, you know, you don't see the decommits. You don't hear all the crap. Man, there was so much crap that I've heard over the years through the various head coaches, behind-the-scenes stuff that's just ridiculous. And, I mean, I don't think it's just because Sam Pittman's shutting it down in terms of, like, stuff getting out. I just don't think stuff's happening. At least not on the level that it has before where things just keep leaking out that are just ridiculous. Um, the house is clean. They're winning. People like Arkansas. The vibe is good. Arkansas is hot right now, and it hadn't been hot since, you know, a long time. Even when Petrino was here, recruiting wasn't just, like, taken off to the next level. All right. Put in my Heisman vote a few minutes ago, right before I put the show on. I've been I've been laboring over it. I mean, there's, there's some – I get three. You know, I can't talk – I can't tell you who I voted for. But I'm interested if you want to leave in the comments who you think your top three would be in order. And don't say Traylon Burks, Darren McFadden, and Ryan Mallett. But uh, say uh, – let's hear your top three. I can reveal mine after the award is announced, but I did, I did just put my vote in. I like to wait till the last minute. That's how most media people are. You give somebody, you give a media person a deadline, and they're going to run all the way up to that deadline. They're not putting their, they're not putting their article in early. So that the deadline was at I think 
4 o'clock Central Time today. Oh, this is interesting. Kevin Kelly has a left Presbyterian. Always liked Kevin Kelly. Former Pulaski Academy coach. Many state championships there. Kind of an interesting exit, though. I mean, he's there for a year. He mentions that they were number one in the country in passing offense, number three in the country in total offense at a school without scholarships. And this was pointed out by some national writers, like nobody in that conference offers scholarships. They did lose seven games in a row. I mean, I would have liked to have seen what Kevin Kelly would have done with a little bit of more continuity, you know, building it up, still doing the no punt stuff. What? How does that work out ultimately? But this season it went, what, two and seven or something. So it wasn't a great season. But he's already stepped down there. So I don't know where he's going to pursue other football interests. I wonder where he's going to go, what he's going to do. But I root for Kevin Kelly. This was kind of an interesting exit. It's like, well, it's a little bit of spin there on how that thing actually played out. All right, we're going to get to your questions now. But uh, this was pointed out to one of my favorite posters, Army of Nabunga. I don't even know how to say it, but (laughs) that's his username. But finally, a fusion reaction has generated more energy than absorbed by the fuel. This could be next-level stuff. According to the team's measurements, the fuel capsule absorbed over five times less energy than it generated in the fusion process. This could be next-level energy for you science geeks out there. And also something I've been following. I don't know why I'm mentioning this, but it's just interesting to me. It's just, you know, where my interest goes. I like space and all that stuff. But the James Webb Space Telescope, nobody's talking about the James Webb Space Telescope. A couple of weeks from launch, I've been working on this thing really since the Hubble since after they figured out they needed a, a new, bigger infrared telescope. But this thing's going a million miles away from Earth and is going to, like, look into the deep recesses. Like, it's basically like a time machine. Like, if you were looking at Earth through a, teles- a super powerful telescope 65 million light years away, and you're looking at Earth, you're going to see, like, evidence of dinosaurs. Like, if you could see that close, which you're not going to. But, like, that's... Because it takes light, you know, that long to travel. Like, light from the sun is eight minutes. Anyway, I'm going off. But I love this kind of stuff. And this is a this is like the biggest thing that's happened in 25 years or so in terms of space exploration. So, pretty cool deal. Nobody's really talking about the James Webb Space Telescope. But Google it. It's interesting. I love that kind of stuff. I'm going to get to your questions quickly here. We're only taking good questions today. Okay. A lot of people saying they're going to be there. Brother Biddy, how do you feel about Sexton getting his paws on Pittman? We talked about that. Isaac, Isaac, or that was uh, Rocky. <laughs> Isaac Riley says, wish I could go to the game with Big Suey. Great content is always straight. I'm looking forward to it. I've looked at the stadium. I'm a stadium geek also. I love looking at the layouts of stadiums and, you know, finding out a little bit about the history of them and always, always check out where the press box is because I'll be sitting there. And it looks like it's, you know, maybe a bit of an angle, which is I'm fine with. I'm fine with an angle. I just don't – I'm not a big fan of sitting high and in the end zone. I don't I'm – not, I'm not a big fan of that angle, especially when you're not uh, – where you can't see a, a big screen. But um, this looks like it's a pretty good angle. You know, it's uh, 65,000 seats or something like that, which is a good-sized stadium. People, people look at NFL stadiums and say, you know – so here's the deal with NFL stadiums. They do all chair backs. There's a lot of club seating, obviously, pretty much all. Um, you know, a lot of uh, suites and stuff like that. An NFL stadium that is 75,000 seats is about the same size as a college stadium that's about 105,000 seats. Like, I remember going to, you know, the Belk Bowl, um, you know, where Carolina Panthers play. Um, that stadium is as big as Bryant-Denny, you know. Um, uh, I've been to, uh, what, MT and whatever bank stadium or whatever in Baltimore where the Ravens play um, is probably 75,000. It's as big as, you know, it's, they're, they're huge. It's just, you know, the chairs take up a lot more spaces. So um, there's some talk about Miami. I saw, uh, you know, a lot of people are like, Miami's talking about building a 50,000 seat stadium on campus, you know, why so small and stuff, but that's probably not much smaller than Razorback stadium. If they do it, you know, the way NFL stadiums do with chairback stadium and everything like that and a bunch of suites. 
Wes Miller says, compared to prior coaches, how is the communication relationship with the media and Coach Pittman 27-4 over Arkansas over Penn State? Uh, it's good. I mean, nothing's going to touch like Houston Nutt. I mean, everything like year after year, every coach that we've, you know, had, there's been probably less media access. You know, we used to talk to Houston Nutt every day after practice and used to just pick our own individual interviews with players. And now it's all – it's just different now. I mean, it's just the way things are. Um so it's less than it was with – I don't want to say it's less than Chad Morris because it's the same, but Pittman is actually more open than Chad. So, like, you couldn't get anything out of Chad Morris. It was stupid. It was absolutely ridiculous how he handled the media. But I'm not going there. But, um, you know, those two guys, less access than with Brett Bielema. Brett Bielema, less access than with um, – with uh, 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 Bobby Petrino, and Bobby Petrino way less access than Houston Nutt. Though Houston Nutt, towards the end of his tenure, you know, he started being more like closing practices and things like that. So it's I'm fine with the way it is. I mean, that's just the way college football is, and you know, they do their best to uh, they do their best to to make sure that we get what we need from an access standpoint, answering questions and stuff. And then Pittman's great when we do have him because he answers questions. Now, he's not always going to be uh, forthcoming about injuries and stuff, but he answers questions, you know. I mean, and I love that about him. I, li- I like going to interview and talk to Sam Pittman. Dustin Hoover says, I don't have a problem with Cincinnati over Notre Dame because head-to-head matchup. Yep, absolutely right. Has head. They beat them at their place. But do they really need their conference championship on their home field? And that that is a great also – yeah, that's a good point too – but, Dustin, that's a great point also when we're talking about do you need 12 teams in the playoff because Cincinnati beat Notre Dame head-to-head. Beat them head-to-head. Four teams deserve to get into the playoffs this year. Four. And there are four spots. And that's how it is pretty much every time. Now, last year, Texas A&M I thought got screwed. But generally, I mean, I like eight way more than I like 12. But at the same time, having said that, if Arkansas is ever going to get in, probably their best opportunity is if, if there's 12. Now we've seen, you know, obviously they moved all the way up to eight this year in the AP. Josh Wilbank says we can beat them. I like Arkansas in this matchup. Just when I'm looking at the numbers, I haven't gone through. I have not. Now I've watched more Big Ten football this year than I think I ever have. I don't know why it played out like that, but I watched a ton of Big Ten football. I think part of it, I'll tell you what part of it is, because I do I use YouTube TV and they had the 4K option, and but not everything's in 4K. It's not even it's not really worth it. I'm about to cancel it as soon as all this stuff's over. But Fox Big Noon Kickoff was in 4K, and I I've got this big hundred inch projection screen television, and I would watch that that you know that kickoff a lot of times just because it's in in 4k it's a fantastic picture and so i ended up watching a lot of big 10 football this year and yeah more than i ever have but i did not watch i don't think i watched penn state i might have watched a little bit of highlights or you know went back and watched a little bit of auburn penn state but uh, i think you know arkansas's game maybe interfered with them that week or something but i'm gonna go back and watch some penn state games obviously see what they got with Oklahoma receiver transferring and be eligible next season, yes. All transfers, Derek Bates, all transfers are eligible now. There's no sit out a year. So he'll come in and play next year. Wes Miller says, does the Hazelwood commitment seal the deal for Burks to leave? I don't know if it does or not. Um, I mean, I, I again say I think Burks is going pro. I think that's probably a, a fine and well move for him to do that. If he's going to be a first-round pick, then, hey, man, appreciate you. Good luck to you. Be following you your whole career. Hope you come back to Arkansas when it's all done. But um, Burks, is, Burks thinks differently. He sees the world differently. I mean, he really does. So, who knows? I mean, you talk about, like, if they have Hazelwood and Burks and KJ next year in the passing game and Knox and, you know, Hudson Henry starts coming on at tight end, I mean, guys – that could be something right there. You get four offensive linemen returning as long as Ricky Stromberg comes back, which I think he will. Four starting offensive linemen come back. I mean, and the running back stable they got, the offense could be – it could be something next year. And they're going to need it because, man, that schedule. That schedule is tough. Kevin Mercer says, Burks is the best wide receiver in college football in my books. Should be the first wide receiver taken in the draft. And that's my thing too, Kevin. I think, um, you know, no matter what happens, 
if he were to go to the combine, you know, obviously he's going to be invited to the combine if he declares. But once he gets there, stock to the roof. Joey Mark says, I'm glad we got an unranked team. I'd rather have a better chance to get nine wins. I mean, to me, like for Penn State, this bowl is a little bit like, yeah, you know, it wasn't such a great season. Maybe, you know, I could see – here's the deal too. Like people think they have a grasp on things, but all the time teams just don't even show up. They're either going out or, you know, somebody's – missing curfew you start hearing those kinds of things and you know you can you can bet that arkansas or not arkansas you can bet that whoever the team is is not focused on the bowl game you start hearing about somebody getting suspended or you know not missing curfew those kinds of things those that's not good size but it happens every year to several teams just don't even show up for the bowl game Joey Mark says, why are people complaining about not playing a tougher team? Wasn't our schedule enough? It, it's Penn State. People are complaining about playing Penn State. There's no Nobody should be complaining about that. That's a great – there will be eyes on this game because of Penn State. A lot of eyes on this game. They will bring attention. David Shaw says he can't wait for the web. I know, and it's going to be a while because it's got to travel literally like three times as far as the Earth. It's a million miles away. And once it's out there, once the James Webb Telescope's out there, like the Hubble, they launched it, they figured something's wrong with the lens, they sent some astronauts up to repair it. This thing's not. This thing, the difference in this, like, so the Hubble's the size of a school bus. This thing is the size of a tennis court. A tennis court. Wild. It's going to be like 100 times stronger than the Hubble. We're going to get some incredible things. We're going to find out all kinds of stuff we had no idea about. Different planets and different galaxies and solar systems. The composition of the planets. Maybe how the universe started. I mean, people think there's all kinds of things. Like the, ver like the very earliest stars and galaxies. I can't wait. Rob Arnold, are we the Bloomin' Onion? Which is better, the Bloomin' Onion or the Awesome Blossom? Chilies. Which came first, the Bloomin' Onion or the Awesome Blossom? It's pretty much the same thing. Marcus Brown says, will Catalan be ready for the bowl game? No, his season's over. Aaron Anderson says, in the off chance that Burks does decide to stay, our offense would be great. It would be. I mean, like, it would – it would lift K.J. Jefferson's draft stock, I would think, too. Those guys are roommates also. Considering Hornsby still has a lot to prove being a reliable backup, do you see any chance Pittman entertaining any quarterback trend? I don't think so. Um, they've got some candidates there. I mean, they've got, you know, they've got some scholarship quarterbacks with some promise. Um, you know, Cade Renfro is another one who I think will probably end up going on scholarship and uh, Lucas Coley. But as far as entertaining transfer portal – quarterback I just don't know that that makes sense for Arkansas considering the other things they need to address they need to look at defensive line need to look at linebacker um, possibly defensive backfield I mean there's some there's some areas of need obviously um, and they don't have a whole lot of spots it's not like again it's not like they can just bring on as many super seniors as they want Patrick Germany says, do you think Burks will play in the bowl game since he's more than guaranteed a lottery? I think Burks will just be the kind of guy he is. Um, I don't know. I guess everybody's – I mean, I haven't heard anything about somebody opting out. But players – I mean, I guess players do that nowadays. I don't think Burks will. Jesse Brian Cox says, do you know of anyone looking at transfer defense? Do you know if we're looking at any transfer defense? I think they will. I mean, I think they will. But right now, I don't know that that's the prime focus for him. Marcus Brown says, Burks is a second rounder. Do you think he will return? No. I think I think if he starts here in second round, that might change his mind. But I don't think that's where he's going to be. Jason McFadden says, can Hazelwood play in the Outback Bowl for Arkansas? I don't think so. Bryce Young says, C.J. Stroud, Will Anderson. Would it be Greg Tildwell's uh, Heisman votes? Marcus Brown says, how many defensive players return after this year if you know at this moment? Well, it's tricky because 
there's so many that could possibly come back. Um, the guys who will definitely be back are, in terms of starters, Chavis, Slusher, uh, Ladarius Bishop and or Hudson Clark. No linebackers are guaranteed to be back. Bumper pool could come back. Monteric Brown at cornerback could come back. Um, defensive line, your whole starting defensive line could be gone or Ridgeway could come back. But the other two guys are gone. So. Marcus Brown says Bryce Young will win the Heisman. He's definitely the uh, Vegas favorite. Philip Doolin says I like six with top two getting a bye. What? Matt Thompson says, with Jaden Johnson's size, do you think he will be considered a linebacker position next season? No, I think he's a perfect fit for that hybrid spot, especially when you want to go a little bit bigger there because he can run and cover. He's 6'2", 220, so it's kind of like having a linebacker who can run and cover. So, no, I think he's this. I think the nickel's a great spot for him. He did play some safety later in the season, though. David Staver says, heard there's seven-figure NIL deal in the works for Burks to stay his senior year. I've heard that, too. But uh, we'll see. We'll see if there's any truth to that. That sounds very rumorish. Will Lennox says, you think Isaiah Satania has a chance to be a big part of the offense next year? I think he has a chance to contribute, yeah. Now, freshman wide receivers don't always just, like, explode out onto the scene right off the bat. But uh, I think Satania absolutely can contribute for him next year. Aubrey Ziegler says, so 4-0 line coming back. What about St. John and Crawford? Do they make a move to the starting lineup? I think they'll battle. I think they'll battle. I mean, St. John is, you know, he was pretty much the backup left tackle, you know. So, but you could also have, you know, Brady Latham moving to tackle and Luke Jones moving up, you know. So, Luke Jones started a lot of games for him this year, this past year. Matt Thompson says, will Arkansas pursue Luke Hotz with three tight end commitments on board? I kind of got to think that they're good at tight end for this class. I don't know that there's a lot of – wait, Luke Hotz, what year is he? Why am I spacing – I know that name, but I'm spacing on him for some reason. I'm not going to spend time looking it up. I'm sorry, Matt. I think I would – I don't know that they need a tight end in this class. Is he this class, though? I think I would have liked to play Clemson. I don't know. Clemson's looks like they got it figured out <laughs> there towards the end of the season. Grant Barnett says Rocket to wide receiver if Burke leaves. Now I like I like Rocket at, at running back and still using him in wide receiver role. You still got Keytron Jackson too, who's who's got a good future. Uh, Andrew Douglas Eford says up in the playoffs make a bowl game relevant again. Marks around. James Hill says Trey, why are you talking about space telescope? Well, I have other interests. Because people aren't talking about it enough. It's a big deal. And I don't I don't see anything anywhere that people are talking about this thing. Will Lennox says, you think Jalen Catalan, sometimes I talk about food, places to eat. Anybody from Tampa want to give me a list of places to check out? You think Jalen Catalan will come back? Heard this draft stock was falling. Talked about that. Bray Walker from Oklahoma transfer. That's the offensive lineman. I don't know if that's going to happen or not, to be honest. I mean, he's obviously a former five-star recruit, so if he's interested, <laughs> find a way. All right. What else we got? Luke is next year. Okay. Then sure. Possible. Oh, you decommit number one tight end. Okay. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining me. I hope you enjoyed talking about the James Webb Space Telescope and fusion energy. <laughs> There's so much to talk about. And uh, we covered, I felt like we did a good job covering it with uh, Danny West and Recruiting Course Never Stops. It's a big couple of weeks. National Signing Day, December 15th. Get in on that dollar, that dollar deal for one month. It's a good time to sign up for that or 30% off for the entire year. But thank you to Danny West for joining us. And thank you to all of you for your questions. And, of course, our subscribers, our free users, but especially our subscribers. Come see what we got behind the corner, behind the curtain for our VIP subscribers. See, I've gone 57 minutes straight here, and it starts getting to me because I don't have the breaks and stuff. These radio guys got it easy because they take a break. 
anyway, I appreciate you guys for joining me. And uh, we'll be back with you guys sometime soon. When's the next basketball game? Curtis Wilkerson will be with you guys midweek show for Hog Hoops Live uh, after our Arkansas's basketball game the following day. That's how every Hog Hoops Live show will go on. So be sure to tune in to Hog Hoops Live with Curtis Wilkerson. Same Facebook channel, different YouTube channel. So be sure to look up uh, Hog Hoops Live on YouTube and uh, subscribe to that channel. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining me. This has been Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com. And we'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.